Hello and welcome to the Chronic Living Podcast, your need-to-know source for living with a chronic illness or disability. I'm your host, Alex Pappas, and I'll be sharing my experiences living with a chronic illness, as well as inviting others on to share their stories. So join me in shining a light on the world that is chronic living. All right, so today is going to be the first episode in June, and I want to kick it off by kind of focusing on what June is in general. Um, There's a big focus in June for uh, Men's Health Awareness Month, and I think that kind of ties into what I'm going to be talking about today. Today, I'm going to start to talk about the kind of mental health side of living with a chronic illness, Um, and I think that really plays into men's health because men in general don't talk about their feelings as much or we're not supposed to. Um, And it is something that's challenging, but I want to kind of go over it because, you know, living with colitis for 10 years, something I got diagnosed when I was 17, that first three, four years was incredibly hard on my mental health um, just because of all the changes that you go through. And I really want to focus on that today to kind of help people that might be newly diagnosed or they're going to start going through and dealing with some of these changes so they can maybe recognize it, um, find ways to cope with it a little bit better, get help ahead of time, uh, and not let everything kind of pile up on you mentally. Um, And I think it's really important. So for those of you that are kind of dealing with mental health, um, depression, and suicidal thoughts, just remember to always reach out to people. It's very important to talk to other people and get the help that you need as you need it. Um, and the more open you are about it, kind of as it happens, the easier it is to deal with and the less that it piles up. So living with a chronic illness, there's a lot of different changes you deal with. Um, I mean, based on your disease, your disease is going to do different things to you in general. Um, but there's also different social factors that come into play, financial factors, emotional factors, physical factors. And I kind of wanted to go over some of these and how it affected me in the past, um, just so you guys can kind of get an idea of maybe what might affect you and kind of how to deal with it or to prep for it. Um, and I really want to start with the physical aspect of it. Now, when I got diagnosed with colitis, I was 17, and all this stuff kind of started to hit at the same time. And I want to talk about physical first because that's what kind of snowballs into everything else. And the physical aspect is the disease itself. What colitis was doing to my body, um, what the medications I was on were doing to my body, and how it kind of snowballed and I guess made some of the other areas I'm going to talk about worse. Or I guess cause them faster. So weird, weird topic to talk about. So, so physically, colitis does pretty much. I mean, one overall thing. There's ulcers in your digestive tract. The more ulcers there are, the less food you absorb. The less food you absorb, the less nutrients your body gets, and essentially, the less functional you become. So as it progresses, as it gets worse, gets worse. Um, there's a lot more pain involved. You constantly lose more and more energy. So you're just always on empty energy wise. You're completely depleted. Um, you start to lose weight because if you're not absorbing food, you start to lose weight, you get underweight. Um, and if it gets really bad, you get to the point where you have to go to the hospital like I did. Now this takes a while. Um, and this happens 
while you're still dealing with life. So you're still doing things. You're still um, trying to go to work. You're still trying to go to school. You're still trying to have a social life. And this lack of energy kind of just pulls you further and further away from those. Or, you know, if you're going to work, you're still having a social life. You're just, you're not there. You're zoned out. You're spaced out. You're not at your full self. You're not paying attention to things like you normally would. Um, And it kind of takes away from you. And it slowly kind of just drains you. And that lack of energy, as much as you want to go do things, it just kind of takes away from you and makes you feel like you can't do anything. And that can kind of start to pile up with some of the other stuff that's going to at least start to happen to me. Now, as the colitis got worse, as the symptoms got worse, physically, I was running out of energy so I wouldn't go out and do as many things. Um, and this kind of plays into the next section of, you know, your social life and how that'll affect kind of your mental health and can kind of drag you down or put play into that depression. Um so for me, body didn't have any energy. Ton of pain that was associated with the colitis acting up, all the ulcers. Um, I didn't have the energy to do things I enjoyed doing, so the stress kind of piled up from my normal methods of, you know, coping, relaxing, and have the energy to do. So that was piling up as well, um, and this started to kind of play into my social life. Um, when you have colitis, you don't go out and socialize as much because there's that constant concern of, all right, where's going to, you know, where's the nearest restroom? Can I eat what they're going to be eating there? If I go somewhere and go out to eat, is it going to bother my stomach and I'm going to be in even more pain? So you start to kind of turn down social events and the more you do it, the more, you know, times you turn people down, the less people ask you to come out, the less you are involved in things and the less they try to get you involved in things. And it's a combination of the colitis makes you feel bad enough so you can't go out and be involved. You're worried. You're stressed out. You know, it, it, you're worried something's going to happen with your disease while you're out with people you know. So you don't want anything embarrassing to happen. You don't want to, you know, make it worse for yourself. So you kind of pull back. Your friends pull back. So your social life kind of just takes a tank. Um and you're a little bit more isolated, a little bit more by yourself, and you're not having those social interactions you necessarily used to have, which also kind of piles on to depression and not feeling great because you're not around the people you love being around. You know, if you have your social group, you have your people you hang out with, you hang out with them for a reason. Hang out, hang out with them because they're fun to hang out with, they're funny, they're great people, you guys go out and do fun stuff, and the less and less you get to do that, the less and less you're getting that kind of fun enjoyment, you're getting that release of stress. So it kind of piles on as well. And that kind of throws into the emotional side of it. So for me, I had no energy. Ton of pain. Just the colitis is getting bad pain was piling up couldn't hang out with my friends couldn't go out and do anything with my friends couldn't do the stuff i normally did was going driving around whatever that started to pile on to kind of more the emotional side of it relationship side of it at the time ended a relationship because my you know colitis was getting bad and i couldn't handle everything 
Um, so that piled onto it. Then on top of it, the emotion side of it, the medication, some of the medications they put put you on mess with your emotions as well. You get like mood swings. I know, I think it was the prednisone I was on at like a slightly higher dosage. I'd have mood swings, which were like, I could be happy one minute, pissed off the next, sad the next. And that, that just fucks with you. Like it really fucks with you because you, you could be having the best day ever and then boom, like snap of fingers, you're just you feel like the world's ending. Now you add that on top of the fact that you can't hang out with your friends and your body's essentially shutting down on you, preventing you from doing what you do normally all the time, being able to live your life and, you know, be functional, it starts to add up. Then let's talk about the financial side, because everybody knows, you know, living with a chronic illness is incredibly, incredibly affordable and anybody can do it. So you can't go out, your body's shutting down, no energy to do things, your friends are not inviting you to things anymore, your relationship ends, medications are messing with your head. On top of that, now we got the financial stress that's added to things for all your medical bills, all your medications, monthly costs, co-pays, doctor's visits, it all adds up. And if you look at each individual thing, it doesn't sound that bad. And I think a lot of people outside of our day-to-day environment that are still in our social circle, that are still in our work circle, they don't understand that. They might see going to the, you know, in my case, going to the bathroom a lot. They might see that you're not hanging out or socializing as much. They might see maybe you have a bad day at work and some mood swings because of medication on you snap. They might see those one individual things but they don't see this compounding pile of stuff that all individually might not be that bad or might not put that much on you, but all together, just packed on top of each other, really starts to add up, really starts to tear you down. And it's something that I think more people need to talk about. I think more people need to address Because if you can stop and talk to somebody about specific things or specific instances or things that are coming up along the way and get them to understand, there's less things that are piling on. There's less things that are pushing you past your mental point that you can handle. There's less things that are kind of putting this pressure on you. And it's kind of why I want to break it down. You know, socially... Maybe you can take the time to be more open to your friends and explain it to them so that they're more understanding. They find things that you know you can include include you in. Physically, you might not be able to control it done. Um, you might be able to eat a little better in my case or do some things that might make it a little bit easier. But say you can't control that as much, try to control the other stuff as much as you can. Emotionally, um, it really comes down to being in the right relationship, finding the right people to support you. That can kind of help you emotionally. And if it's something like me with the side effects of mood swings and stuff, having the conversation with your doctor to go over all your medications and side, excuse me, side effects ahead of time is really the important part. Because if you know what to expect, you know what to look for, you know what to say and when to say it when it does happen. So you can have that communication with your doctor faster. So if you have anything that's 
you know, medications that are messing with you emotionally or mentally, you can kind of take care of that faster and find some other solution that, that doesn't bother you as much. Um, financially, it comes down to understanding and knowing your, um, your insurance information, how it works, what you pay for, and having a communication with your doctors of, okay, this is what I expect. If something's going to go out for testing, you know, try to make sure it's an in-network and try to keep your costs down. So the the changes that you're going to deal with, the reason I want to talk about it is because as many of those things that you can chip away at, as many of those small problems that are piling up, adding stress to your life, causing you to be more depressed, as many of those small things that you can deal with, they're going to lessen the stress, they're going to lessen the things that you have to worry about and lessen kind of hopefully the depression that you're dealing with and the stuff that you're dealing with in your head. And I'm saying that because everything piles up until a point. And at that point, you kind of break mentally and I guess you kind of get to a bad point. And I guess I'll, I'll talk more about that in another episode. But it's... Asking for help is not a bad thing. And I feel like a lot of us understand what a bad day is, what a bad point is, and can kind of look back and see how it happened. And, you know, I can even remember dealing with colitis. I can remember the different stages, and and I understood. I understood, man, this is just, all this stuff's adding up too much. It's It's getting bad, and I would focus on it too much. And that focusing caused me to be more depressed about it and kind of like snowballed. Um, and at the time, I'm going to be honest, I didn't feel like I could talk about it with anyone. I really didn't. Um, I didn't want to talk about how I was feeling. I mean, ugh, 17 through 19 talking about your feelings, especially when it comes to depression as a guy is not a fun thing to even think about. Um and looking back, I know I have people that I could have talked to, um, and that would have helped, I guess, not fix things, per se. But I think the biggest thing and the biggest reason talking about it is so important is at the end of the day, I know when I kind of felt my lowest and was the most depressed, it wasn't that everything was so bad I guess for me I think it was that I felt like I was the only one going through it and that I couldn't find anybody to talk to that related to it or that understood it and I felt like when I would talk about it if I would talk about anything it was just me complaining which is not wrong but I felt it came off or I felt I at least thought it sounded like I was complaining a lot more than just wanting to kind of vent. Um, just kind of wanting to talk about it and honestly just wanting somebody that related to it. It's it's a completely different thing when you talk to someone that knows what you're going through and you can be talking about the shittiest thing, the worst thing that you've dealt with, the lowest points that you've ever been at. And when you talk to somebody else that's dealt with it, been to that point and experienced it and just knows it's, it's like a whole different feeling. You're talking about something so bad for you, but this person relates 
a hundred percent. They, you know, they understand. They understand what you're dealing with. They can sympathize. They're not going to fix it. I understand. Like, like I understand totally that, like, when my colitis is acting up, the medications and hopefully the food. You know, what what I need to do is going to talking to somebody is not going to fix my colitis. But that level of relating to it, that level of understanding, that level to be able to just talk to someone and be like, yeah, no, that sucks. And they 100% understand, like, oh, my God, don't even get me started about it. That is a whole nother, like, level of just relief and relaxation. And it kind of takes things and puts them, at least for me, in a lighter mood, a lighter point of view. I could be talking about some of the worst parts of my colitis to somebody else and it's like oh man mondays right like you're just having a conversation like yep nope shitty day of the week but that's mondays for you you know it is what it is we're gonna make it through it and i think that feeling is what a lot more people need when they're dealing with something they need someone to talk to that relates to them they need someone to talk to that they understand and i think that helps with kind of mental health in general and it helps with a lot of these different things you're not necessarily going to fix the problem, but you're relating with someone who understands. You're able to take it and kind of bring it down to a more normalized level. And that normalized level of it has less of an effect on you. It doesn't tear away at you as much. It doesn't pile up. It doesn't brew inside of you and turn into this horrendously you know, disgusting creature that's causing all this damage. It's something where you're able to talk about it, acknowledge its level of importance, accept it, and kind of just be like, yep, nope, we're going to deal with that. All right. Are you dealing with it too? Hey, cool. What are you doing? What's working for you? What's working for me? Oh, you you suggest hanging out at your place with your friends or doing stuff there because you can't leave? All right, cool. Oh, you know, financially, here's what you do. Whatever the issue is, whatever you're dealing with, having a communication ha- or communicating with other people about it that are dealing with the same things or have dealt with the same things, I think is ultimately what I'm trying to say. Talk to people. Do what I'm doing. Maybe not in a podcast, but find other people you can talk to who deal with things. And you might not have to have anything else in common with them. Maybe you guys just have the same disease. Maybe you guys deal with the same thing. Um, Or maybe you're just in the same group. You know, so many of us have different chronic illnesses, different diseases, different disabilities. And we deal with so much of the same stuff. You know, I could have a shitty day dealing with my doctor. And 50% of the people in the United States can relate with that, that are dealing with some horrible doctor that gave them some horrible advice or cost them a stupid amount of money. Or maybe you're dealing with some crazy side effects. I mean, prednisone, for an, exa- an example. Prednisone is used for so many different things. So, so many people can relate to it. Even some of the basic side effects, let alone some of the more advanced ones. So just have that kind of a conversation. Try to talk about the things that are bothering you because the more they build up, the harder it is gonna to uh, the harder it's gonna be to get out from underneath that stone that it's creating. And that's what we don't want. 
We want to get to it before it's too much to handle. And we want to get to it and talk about it before it becomes a problem. So for those of you that are struggling with it, talk to somebody. Get some help. Find somebody you can relate with. Go see a professional. Just start having a conversation because even the smallest conversation to start with will make the biggest difference in the end. Thank you guys for stopping by and listening to the podcast. I appreciate everyone. Make sure you guys stop and check out chronicliving.info. Got a new website up and running that's going to be the main area to find all the social media content as well as accounts. So make sure you guys stop by if anyone's looking to share their story, volunteer, either time or experience. There's also going to be some links on there of how you guys can get involved. As always, I appreciate you guys and I'll see you in the next one.